feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is The Rita Cosby Show. I know your name is Rita. Because your perfume is smelling sweeter. Since when I saw you down on the Tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, later on, we are going to be talking about Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, who was secretly in the ICU, uh, which is very serious at the hospital. He just got out of it today, thank goodness. Uh, But it looks like he forgot to tell a number of people uh, that he was out of uh, commission, if you will, inaccessible. Uh, To me, this is a dereliction of duty, and I think somebody needs to be held accountable. It makes us look stupid. It makes us look like Abbott and Costello, I think, with the rest of the world. There has to be a chain of command. Also, so many protests taking place all over the country. We heard, of course, about the anti-Israeli protesters that were shouting Allah Akbar, which is so disrespectful in front of the World Trade Center entrance. We, of course, know that that's what the hijackers shouted before they trashed and slammed the plane into the Twin Towers when they slammed those two planes in. And, of course, the one in Shanksville and also at the Pentagon. And... It seems like these protesters have no limits, shouting Allah Akbar again at the entrance of the World Trade Center. And then also over the weekend, uh, they were defacing a veterans cemetery in Los Angeles, uh, spray painting free Gaza all over some of the tombstones of a veterans cemetery. How disrespectful is that as well? And now in the last day or so, they've taken it another step. They continue to block traffic, and boy, are they causing mayhem to everybody. And it's beginning to clearly backfire. I say to some of the officials in the NYPD that are finally arresting them, what took them so long? Why didn't they get the go-ahead, the NYPD and others, to arrest these people? Because maybe had they done it day one, they wouldn't be causing all these mayhem uh, that we have seen over the last few months. But now, today, they were blocking uh, three bridges and also blocking the Holland Tunnel. So all the traffic, essentially, if you will, going into New York City and all these different directions and these main arteries. What a disaster. And how disrespectful. And there were a number of drivers who, after waiting for a while, and they realized, well, it's protesters there that are lined up across the street, uh, and they put sort of a metal rod around their arms that police had to actually sort of solder through to get through uh, to be able to break them up. Uh, They got out of their cars, a lot of commuters, and were getting in the face of a number of the protesters and saying, hey, listen, buddy. Uh, This has nothing to do uh, with Israel and Hamas right here. We're just trying to go to work. We're just trying to get through this. And you're blocking traffic. And apparently they shut down traffic for about two hours and all these different locations. People are getting fed up and people are feeling like enough. And I think the NYPD should have been allowed because they take orders from politicians 
I think they should have been allowed from day one to throw the book at these protesters who are shouting these unseemly things and blocking traffic. Also blocking, remember, over the holiday season, they were blocking entrances to stores. They were just trying to create mayhem for the attention's sake at the Rockefeller Christmas tree lighting. I mean, how disrespectful. Families and just people, everyday Americans are trying to get to work, trying to move. Traffic is crazy already as it is in New York, and these people are blocking traffic. And then they have the audacity to shoot, shout Allah Akbar there at the entrance of the old World Trade Center. How disrespectful on that hallowed ground. And to deface the cemetery there in Los Angeles, a veteran cemetery, people who sacrificed their lives, including a lot of World War II and Vietnam veterans. How dare you? These people have gone way too far, and it is time to throw the book at them. And hopefully now that they're getting arrested, maybe they're finally getting the message that uh, this doesn't have anything to do. Traffic, a veteran cemetery, the World Trade Center. Come on. These people are so over the top, and it is time to clamp down on them. And I'm glad to see some local leaders saying it's not appropriate. It should go beyond that. It should say, we're going to start right now from day one and arrest people. And that's what they should have said a long time ago, and it could have clamped down on things. It is getting so out of control. What are your thoughts, everybody? It's 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. And here's a little sound what they were chanting while they were blocking the Holland Tunnel today. Uh, of course, a main tunnel, you know, between New York and New Jersey, and it's already a lot of times backed up. But today, these people block traffic for two hours. Listen to them chanting. Finally, Mayor Eric Adams chimed in, uh, finally got an epiphany and said, I've got to say something about what's wreaking havoc across the city. Listen to what he said today. The right to protest does not give one the right to block bridges and tunnels, as we saw this morning. I'm glad he said that. So the next thing is we're going to start throwing the book at you. Meantime, guys, And for all the foibles of President Biden, uh, today he was, as you know, he was had that very vitriolic speech again today where he was saying some horrible things about President Trump and Trump supporters. And so he's at the church in Charleston. But the church in Charleston, it's an African-American church. It was the scene of a horrible mass shooting and hate crime that occurred in June of 2015. Uh, Nine people killed a 10th injured during a Bible study at the Emanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church, the oldest black church in the southern United States. And so this was a moment also where a lot of the family members were there and wanted to see their loved ones honored and appreciated. Um, And obviously, I didn't like what the president had to say. I thought some of his speech um, when he honored these family members, obviously that was that was powerful and important to say. 
um, and when he condemned white supremacy uh, as this guy who was a 21-year-old Dylan Roof. Remember, that's the one who opened fire on that Bible study there at the uh, at the church. Uh, that was absolutely horrible. And I'm glad that uh, they threw federal hate crimes and murder charges against the man. Uh, it's reprehensible what he did. And I'm glad that the president and other people were honoring the families there uh, who lost loved ones in that horrible, horrible shooting. But then he turned it, of course, and started talking about Trump and saying Trump's a loser. And I found that really disrespectful. He shouldn't be using the church to be talking about things like that. I thought he should have just stayed on message about the church and supporting uh, the community there. That would have been, to me, much more appropriate. But as he is speaking... Then these anti-Israeli protesters suddenly go up from the pew. I was watching it live because I was watching to see what he would say in the speech. And then suddenly you see these African-American protesters stand up. And it was about half the church, by the way. They snuck in pretty well. Uh, Maybe they were just happy to see anybody coming to see Biden. (laughs) They're like, come on in. I don't care who you are. Come on in. But they started chanting the president down while he was speaking and started saying free Palestine and angry at him for taking a position supporting Israel, even though I contend he's been waffling quite a bit. But still, they don't want him supporting Israel in any shape or form. And so they totally disrupted the president of the United States speech today as he's talking, again, a lot of vitriol, but also talking about the families. And I thought, how inappropriate. You are at this African-American church where they went through this horrible ordeal. And these protesters had the audacity to show up there and then start shouting the president down suddenly in the middle of his speech. I thought, you know, again, his speech was far from perfect uh, when he was starting to talk about all the MAGA, MAGA this. But come on, to go into a church where the intent was to honor the family members who lost loved ones And then they start interrupting the president of the United States. Now what? They're going to go start going to funerals. They're going to start showing up. I mean, these people have no limits. I thought it was really disgusting. Take a listen to when the president spoke and when they interrupted. Here's the moment. Light, there's no path from this darkness. That's all right. 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 It was an incredible moment. And then the president started kind of answering them. Like you could tell, it kind of took him off uh, Pete. And he said, yeah, well, we're actually trying to talk to Israel about uh, stopping in Gaza uh, and pushing for a ceasefire. Like he was trying to placate them at one point. It was the weirdest thing from here he is speaking. He should have just kind of ignored them or just give them a moment to get moved, which finally they did get kicked out. And then the church started chanting over them. It was just a surreal, bizarre scene. But it just shows that these people are trying to go anywhere they can to disrupt anything, and they will not stop. 
Uh, to me, I thought it was reprehensible that they showed up at this African-American church today. Uh, I thought it was reprehensible when they showed up at the World Trade Center, blocking also traffic and also spray painting, vandalizing the Los Angeles Veterans Cemetery with Free Gaza and all these other things. Really really unseemly. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Mimi. Mimi, your thoughts about this moment uh, that happened. And it was incredible. I was watching it live going, and it was like half the church, by the way, was protesters. I want to give you my thoughts and then give you some attributes on Trump. Um, You didn't play what uh, Biden said to them. At the end, he said, we're trying to get them out and we're working on it. Yes. By the way, I did repeat that just now because you're right. It wasn't there in the audio, but you're you're absolutely right. Yep. He said, we're trying to throw them out. And uh, I I think that was utterly horrible. I'll never forget it. Yeah. By the way, I didn't like that either. You know, it's interesting, Mimi. A lot of people have not been picking up, but the fact that he... He didn't play it on the TV. Yeah. He didn't play this part of the TV. Yeah, no, I agree with you, Mimi. I think it's important that we address it because he he did say, yeah, we're trying to get them out of Gaza. Uh, in other words, he, I, he was trying to kind of placate the protesters. It was an odd, surreal moment, that is for sure. Mimi, thank you very much because I agree with you. Uh, there was something very unseemly about that moment. Um, let's go real quick to Susan, line four. Susan, your thoughts. Okay, I don't think these protesters, especially this group in Manhattan, I believe they're part of the Occupy Wall Street, um, that group, that they're anti-capitalist. I don't honestly believe they know the difference between Hamas and Hamas. (laughs) They are trying to destroy New York City, the capitalist, um, you know, uh, shrine in the world, and that people that now just coming back from their um, uh, holiday vacations couldn't get back, that they, they can't get to work. This is going to put the nail in the coffin on New York City. Who is going to stay there? Give it a year and sooner. Anybody who can will get out. They're not going to stay around for this. Um, and this is what they want. This will totally, I mean, New York City. State and New York City are already have one foot in the grave, if not three quarters of their body in the grave. And I, this is what I believe. And, you know, I moved out in 2020 and I'm upstate. You know, we don't have our things locked up in drug stores because we actually have law enforcement up here um, that, you know, uh, uh, no, you don't really want to mess with them. Um, so we don't have the same situation, but and hopefully we won't. That if we start getting these DAs, uh, Soros DAs, the whole state is screwed because Hochul now put it also this forcible. She has the right to forcibly quarantine us. That that went through the courts. You know, so- um, Susan, I hear you. What you're saying about um, you're right because people are like seeing it, and also I- I've had friends who are like, you know, I thought about coming to visit New York, and I'm like, uh, I don't want to go. They said because we see that protests are going all over the place. They're feeling like it's like sort of the revision of, like you said, Occupy Wall Street or BLM or all those things. And people are just fed up. Um, And these people, they don't look like they're going to stop anywhere. I mean, they're like trying everything. And I think they'll just kind of keep getting rearrested, rearrested all over again. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show.
You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. This is the Rita Cosby Show. the street they're moving into vietnam and also world war ii veterans cemeteries defacing it we're talking about these anti-israeli protesters let's go to stan uh line two stan these people are over the top it's crazy hello hey stan you're here Oh, i don't know i'm sorry uh i agree with you what they did to the cemetery in los angeles was absolutely disgusting crap it's terrible it was absolutely facing it and so forth. It's terrible. But also, <laughs> our friend Donald Trump, your friend, defaced our memory of John McCain yesterday in humiliating, making statements about his wounds during his, uh, when he was encamped in uh, prisoner of war. He made fun of his arm and so forth. What a, what a creep! Wow, Stan, you are very, very passionate about that. Uh, listen, obviously, he had no love loss with John McCain. I don't like the comments about John McCain. I agree with you, Stan, because uh, he was a prisoner of war. He was a hero, and I don't like that. Uh, but you can't tell me that what President Biden's been saying the last few days is unifying. Cosby is on. And coming up in a little bit, we will be talking about Lloyd Austin, the Secretary of Defense, who went in for what they say was some routine operation. And then on New Year's Day, he was rushed to ICU via ambulance. And we're finding out now that nobody knew. Nobody in the, quote, chain of command, especially all the way to the president of the United States, had no idea that his defense secretary was secretly uh, in ICU, which is a very serious situation. What if some major crises happened? And we still don't know what took him to ICU. What was the health issue that was going on? And how come we don't know? And also, 
there's a lot of issues with this. I have a lot of problems with this just because in the military, there is such a clear chain of command and the way things are done. And veteran Lloyd Austin, who I've met before, I met him a number of years ago at a big uh, at a big ceremony there. I think it was at Fort Myers in Virginia. He has had a career in the military for a long, long time. He knows what protocol is. He understands, uh, especially right now, given all the things going on in the world. What if the president was trying to get his defense secretary, couldn't reach him? What if there was some major, major crises going on? Uh, somebody was about to strike a U.S. Navy ship or something like that. I mean, there are all these things that have been happening with the Houthis, the Iranian-backed rebels. Look at what's been happening with Hamas, also Iran-backed Hezbollah. You also have North Korea. You got China. You got Russia, Ukraine. I mean, the list goes on and on and on of bad actors. And our defense secretary, who at this point, in one of the most tenuous moments in American history— is going MIA and thinks that nobody really needs to know. And then he came out and said, well, apparently, according to a statement, uh, that his chief of staff had the flu, and that's how the message got lost. I mean, are we so inept in our administration right now that if one person has the flu, the president doesn't even know that his key defense secretary uh, is unreachable? What if there was like a split-second decision when you're dealing with the nuclear codes? I mean, this is serious stuff. You got to be able to know where your chain of command is, who's available, who can make a decision at a split second. Not, hey, I keep trying to find Lloyd Austin. He's not answering. Uh, there seems to be no accountability at this administration. And so far, they're just playing the, oh, not to worry about it. No big deal. That seems to be the par for the course. That's the way they handled Afghanistan. That's the way they're handling so many other issues dealing with our national defense. That's the way they're dealing with our border. Oh, don't worry about it. It's fine. No big deal. And, of course, we'll see what happens this week when the hearings start for a potential impeachment of Alejandro Mayorkas, which I think can't come soon enough. Meantime, we're also talking about these crazy protesters that are overrunning cities and other locations that have nothing to do with Israel and Palestine and the fight that they're going for. The free, free Palestine, you see them chanting over and over and over again. And they are so disrespectful, blocking traffic, defacing a military cemetery, and now today interrupting the President of the United States when he's at an African-American church in South Carolina and he's at a church where he's supposed to be honoring uh, those who perished in that horrible mass shooting that took place at that church. I find these people so unseemly that they're showing up at places like that. It is so disrespectful to go into a church like that and disrupt and shout down the president of the United States. And I say that whether it's a Republican, Democrat, independent president of the United States, it is just unseemly, and these people have to be roped in. They have to be put under control because they're not going to stop. And they're angry at the Democratic Party. They are angry at Biden. 
And clearly he is losing votes and he's trying to kind of have it both ways because he was trying to answer them. Mimi, who had called him before we were talking about that, he starts saying, uh, well, I'm trying to get them out of Gaza, which I thought was like, what is he talking about there? That probably is what's happening because Blinken's over there in the Middle East now and they clearly don't want Israel uh, to do the appropriate defense, I don't think. I think they'd like it all to be over with so Biden could uh, keep his political votes. I think that's what this is all about. So he's trying to kind of have it both ways. He was trying to kind of answer them. Uh, but it just shows that these people are going to appear everywhere. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Pat, line three. Pat, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Good evening. And I, I hope you can hear me okay on this phone. Yep, you sound great. All right, thank you. Rita, I, I love your show, but it's... It's the topics are just stressing me out so terribly. I cannot believe that we've emboldened these people to do that. I want to chant, not free Palestine. I want to do free us of your rhetoric. I mean, that's what I think we should be doing. We should be chanting. We have to listen to this. We have to listen to what they're allowed to do here. Let them go there and make a difference. Yeah, you know what, Pat? I agree with you. The fact that it's gone on this long, they should have clamped down day one. Now they're trying to say, okay, well, we're trying to kind of clamp down on them. If they had done it day one, we wouldn't have had to put up with them for the last few months. And some of this stuff, like you just said, can you imagine if they actually were over there in Gaza and they started chanting something, you know, whatever it was, uh, but something against the government or burning. Can you imagine they go over to, to Gaza and start burning flags that represent Hamas? They would last about five seconds. I'd bet you five, six seconds, you know? Yeah, Rita, if I may interrupt, you know what this is like? It's like a, another form of a domestic violence or a bad marriage, the way they're disrespecting this nation. You, you, do, you have no respect for it? Leave. It works both ways. You, you know, you came in, you can leave. Absolutely. And we should look into if these people are overstaying their visas, especially like those should be the first ones. If you came here at the luxury of the United States and you're on a temporary visa, there have been reports some of them were migrants, too. I mean, you know, if that's the case, uh, they should get out of here. I totally agree with you. Let's go to Norm. Line one. Norm, uh, you were at a pro-Israel rally. Yes, I was at a small pro-Israel rally because I think the bulk of the uh, anarchists, uh, I think they were too busy uh, blocking the Holland Tunnel and the bridges and all that wonderful stuff. So we only got about 35 of them. Uh, we were only about 12 of the pro-Israeli side. Uh, we were. I want to thank Congressman Espayat because they have been terrifying him for seems to be months. Um, uh, it seems to be what they did to President Biden. They're doing to some congressmen uh, in our area here yeah, in New Rich, York. Richie because, Torres, Richie Torres. They showed up. They like yeah. a, like a blood uh, stained baby or, you know, a doll, you know, but but uh, putting it in front of his office. I mean, they, you know, they, I will say that a number of folks have been really good and steadfast. And I'm glad you're acknowledging the ones who are Norm. Yeah. I mean, uh, basically, we were across the street. It was a vigil. Uh, we were quiet and nice, and they were screaming uh, all the things that they screamed at Biden, uh, plus some. 
uh, they tried to get involved with us, but you know, we, you know, they, they try to yell at us. Uh, yeah. How can you be supporting genocide? And, you know, and they have signs up saying, you know, it's all lies. You know, they, they don't believe it. They don't believe that, uh, you know, these people were taken hostage, that they were, uh, you know, raped and murdered and babies killed. And they just don't believe it. Uh, and, uh, you, you know, what's shocking, you know, it's shocking, David, Norm, you know, it's amazing what you just hit on, that they don't believe it. It's like the Hamas terrorists were filming it. They were filming it with yes. their GoPros. Uh, it's like bragging about it, uh, but yet they mm-hmm. still don't believe it. It's like these people are, they, they seem to have no boundaries. Um, and I'm glad you were out there supporting Israel. I wish we saw we saw a bit of those in the early days um, and obviously a lot of people are steadfast in their support of Israel, which I think is so important. And I'm so glad that you are out there and, and showcasing that and it's peaceful and done appropriately. Bravo to you. I think that's great. Uh, Norm, thank you. Let's go to Mordecai. Line two, Mordecai. You know what, Rita? It just goes to show. There's two things. It just goes to show. One, these people will stop at nothing to get their message across. Um, and I mean that to the fullest extent, to the point where it's going to come to the point where something bad is going to happen on either side, meaning uh, they're going to do something extreme or they're going to mess with the wrong uh, business and something extreme is going to happen to them. Number two, um, on Menorah's point, the reason why there's, you know, the the pro-Israel rallies where the police are smiling and, you know, the pro-Israel um the pro-Israel ralliers are thanking the police and everyone's having a good time. The reason that died down is because um, we have jobs and um, these other people protesting against the police, you know, you know, protesting for terrorism, uh, saying the same things that they said when they crashed into the Twin Towers. They don't have jobs. They hate this country and they're exploiting our freedoms so that they can take cars away if they ever do get power. It's the classic playbook. Well, and and you know what? It's shameful. Like, you hit it on the head. They don't appreciate our country, and they seem to want to bash it at every turn. And if it's so horrible, uh, you know, spend a week in, uh, in Gaza. See, see if that's so much better. I feel like, you know, the last caller, Susan, was just saying, hey, you know, if you want to send them over there, um, you know, see how long they would last there, uh, given all the situations and, and some of these ones that are out there. I mean, I've even seen, again, the like, uh, it's like the gaze for Palestine. I'm thinking, do you have any clue that if you were actually over there, uh, you know, in the Palestinian territories, they would not put up with that for more than like five seconds. And so it really is, uh, to me, it's just, it is it is absolutely shocking, and it's ignorance on so many levels. And and it's just despicable, too. I agree with you so much. Uh, Mordecai, thank you very much. And also, we are talking also about Secretary Lloyd Austin, the Secretary of Defense, who secretly went into ICU, and the President of the United States had no clue he was there, nor did others in his administration, and they just kind of act like, oh, no big deal. Uh, Listen, though, this is Congresswoman Kat Kamek of Florida who says something needs to be done. There was a vote under Speaker Pelosi to grant a waiver to allow Austin to become Secretary of Defense. 
Now, the rationale back then was, well, you know, it's been done before, so we should do it again. I was proud that I voted against granting hmm. Austin that he should have never been Secretary of Defense because he was a failed commander when he was in control of Central Command. In fact, when I was at the Naval War College, he was a case study in failures of leadership. We've known back then, and he has demonstrated whether it was then with the botched Afghanistan withdrawal or now his lack of communication, he is not fit to be the Secretary of Defense. But today, John Kirby uh, with the National Security Team, one of the White House spokespeople, was asked this by a reporter. Listen to what he said. There are some calls for him to be fired. Is that something that the president is wanting or considering doing? The president's number one focus is on his health and recovery, and he looks forward to having him back uh, at the Pentagon as soon as possible. Uh, the president uh, respects the fact that Secretary Austin took ownership for the lack of transparency. He also respects the amazing job he's done as defense secretary and how he's handled multiple crises over the last almost three years now um, and uh, very much values his uh, advice, candor, leadership, uh, and again, looks forward to having him back in the Uh Let's just forget about it. Your defense secretary goes MIA and let's just kind of move on. We're going to take your calls after the break on that. one 800 848 But now let's go to our Support Our Heroes segment. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And this is the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Support Our Heroes segment with a powerful story coming from Las Vegas, where two members of the Cherokee Nation were recently honored at the National Finals Rodeo in Las Vegas for their incredible service. Cherokee veterans Dwight Birdwell and Rex Earl Starr were honored. Both men hail from Adair County and their lifelong friends. Uh, Birdwell was awarded the Medal of Honor, by the way, during a White House ceremony in July of 2022. The medal is awarded to members of the armed forces who distinguish themselves and show gallantry and intrepidity at the risk of their own lives above and beyond the call of duty. Uh, He earned the Medal of Honor while he was serving in Troop C, 3rd Squadron, 4th Cavalry, 25th Infantry Division in Vietnam in January 1968. And meantime, the other veteran, Veteran Star, flew a medevac helicopter in Vietnam with the Army Medical Services Corps. He was shot down five times in Vietnam while attempting to rescue wounded soldiers on the battlefield. Uh, Boy, both of these men, really true great heroes, and how beautiful to see that both of these Cherokee Nation citizens were honored in Las Vegas recently for their incredible heroism. And we'll continue your calls, everybody, after the break. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show. And tomorrow, 
President Trump will be in court in D.C. as they're having that hearing on presidential immunity. And, of course, we'll be following up on uh, Fulton County Fanny. Boy, is there a lot to do with the Trump legal cases. But Lloyd Austin, the defense secretary, looks like he is in hot water. What do you think? Should there be some form of accountability? one 800 848 Let's go to Mike. Line four. Mike, your thoughts. Hey, Rita. Um, well, you know, Biden at, at the church, African-American church and everything, uh, and the protest Green Palestine, the, the secretary of defense. It is ironic. You know, he, he's MIA. He was in ICU, and there's no chain of command. You know, it's like uh, WTF. What's going on? Yeah. It's like uh, show. Yeah. You know, like, like you know, I, I know nothing. It's like, give me a break. No, you're right. You're right. It almost seems like like uh, it's like nobody really cared, but it's almost par for the course, Mike, of the way they've handled all of this. I agree with you. Uh, Let's go to Dave in Pennsylvania. Dave, uh, do you agree with Mike? Yes, I think a step further, Arita, is that it's almost symptomatic of the administration that there is no accountability. There don't need to be an accountability. Uh, They're not really in charge. They're just messenger people create the optics that there is an administration. I think, you know, it's Obama and and Obama himself who are really the ones that need to know what's going on and controlling things. There is, you know, there's really no uh, practical need. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. It's uh, like it's like he's almost uh, out there. Nobody cares. By the way, Biden at the time was on vacation in St. Croix. The deputy defense secretary was in Puerto Rico on vacation. It's like they're all on vacation and uh, and then, uh, you know, the secretaries in ICU, it's like they're all uh, out of touch in different uh, MIA and different uh, situations. No wonder the world's on fire. Uh, let's go to Jacqueline. Line one, Jacqueline. Hi, Rita. You know, it doesn't surprise me that uh, this administration is being run the way it is. And yet, uh, one of your previous callers, the very nasty in my opinion, senile individual who never has anything nice to say about anyone except for his wonderful President Joe Pino, president in name only Biden. Even he couldn't say anything good about him tonight. And thankfully, he didn't have his usual seven minutes to go on and on and on and rant about President Trump. But how do you defend that? How do you defend not knowing where your uh, Secretary of State is? I don't understand that. Yeah, I don't either. And they seem to think, oh, no big deal. Nothing to worry about here. Uh, I mean, that's what's really shameful. I agree with you, Jacqueline. It's, it is pathetic. Um, and it just speaks volumes of just the, the lack of accountability, I think, period, at the Biden administration. Uh, and also the lack of maybe focus on foreign policy and the dangers in this world. They're MIA on that. Uh, let's go to Bob, line five. Uh, Bob from Wisconsin, your thoughts. Hey, thank you so much. Your eloquent way of dissecting current events just is great. Your rebuttal to that gentleman who really has got to get maybe some work done with a psychologist <laughs> on his anger issues. Yes, Dan. You know, um, but you brought out the, the one-two punch, the law enforcement, which is virtue, and the nobleness of those guys who got the medals and were in Vietnam. Thank you, Rita, so much. Oh, Bob, my pleasure. And I love doing our Back the Blue and our Support Our Hero segment every night 
to honor the heroes among us. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 